Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by The Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is December 31st, the last day of 2015. And this is The Ride. Man, what a ride it has been. I'm ready to put 2015 in my rearview mirror and look ahead to 2016. How about you? You know what defines a year? I'll tell you what defines a year. It's not the cash you made. It's not the stuff you bought. It's not the vacations you went on. It's not the things and events that you were involved with. That makes up the experience, but it wasn't really about that. It's about the things that continue on after the year is done. So what is that? What are the things that last longer than a moment? It's people. It's our relationships to people and our relationship with God. You know, we can think about that and, you know, you know that I was recently at a funeral and, and when those kind of things happen, you think about the people, the connections that were made. It's all about the people. Forget what Jerry Maguire says. It's all about the money. Now that fades. That can even corrupt if you let it. No, it's about the people, the friendships, the communication... It's about that. It's all about that. So why is it that we go through our daily lives and we neglect that? Maybe we don't as much as I'm, I'm thinking about, but I can speak for myself and I don't pay. I mean, here I am telling you, <laughs> this is what we got to do. And, uh, And yet I'll go through my day and I'll be focused on what? The money, the events, the job, the things that don't carry that eternal weight. Well, I've started to change that tune. I've really, really, really come into realize that I'm not going to have my kids for much longer. Now, even if they were to stay nearby when they're going to college... I mean, it's, it's inevitable. They're going to be on their own at some point. And every moment I can have with them, I think I should try. Of course, they're, they're at the age now where, you know, they would rather do other things than hang out with me. But I shouldn't say that because I, I know that that's not true. In my case, I believe that that God is in our conversation and even if we're just shooting the breeze it's still good and and the kids aren't wanting to get away from that too much so I guess I feel blessed in that way so I shouldn't I shouldn't speak untruths so I will speak a blessing on my kids that they will continue to want to hear wisdom 
And I speak blessings on your kids that they will continue to want to seek wisdom. And I speak a blessing on your life that you will be able to pour out wisdom. And that God will pour into you as you pour it out. Let this next year, 2016, be a year of the transfer of God's wisdom into the lives of all of those around you. You can do it. You're the conduit. Get it? <laughs> so developing these relationships, I'm wanting to do that more. I realized recently that I really need to spend some time just engaging with my kids. I find that easier to do with my son than my daughter, which means I need to try extra hard to give her time. Which means I need to understand my daughter. Parents of teenagers, do you just not understand your kids? I get it. But guess what? Your job, it's not your job should you choose to accept it. Your job, you must accept, whether you like it or not is to be a wisdom bearer for your kids. That means the best you can try to understand their motivations, their attitudes, things like this. Your job, you know, we used to think parenting, you know, was the diaper thing and making sure they get fed. And once they get to teenage stage, hopefully they're out of the diapers and, uh, and you know, they're kind of more autonomous. Well, that's probably where we ought to step up our game a bit. And I know you're thinking, well, gee, I don't, I remember being a teen, I remember not, you know, not knowing, not liking my parents or not feeling comfortable talking about stuff and all this kind of history. Remember what I was talking about a few days ago is don't let that history define the relationships. That's unfair. You get to define your part of the relationship to your kids. And it doesn't have to be the way it was when you were growing up. So just encouragement to you um, that it can be different and even if you've had some stressful times leading up to now with your teen, really seek the Lord that he would give you wisdom and, uh, I don't know, that you'd be operating in such a level of peace and grace and long-suffering that they would want to, to hang out and get wisdom from you. I mean, you can pray that they would seek wisdom, even if it appears that they haven't up until now. I mean, you, there's a lot that you can do in prayer, but there's also a lot that you will probably want to do outside of prayer, and that is learning about your kids, learning about the culture that they're in. You don't have to fake it and try to pretend you know every meme, internet meme that's out there so that you can be hip and all this stuff. You don't have to, but it wouldn't hurt to understand a little bit about the technology and the culture 
so that you can relate better. You know, my son is probably going to become a tech, techish kind of person, and I was that way. So, although seriously, we're starting to not be able to relate because my generation is different than his. I learned computers and technology when it was really in the in its infancy when it came to home computing and although I wouldn't trade that for anything because I loved learning what I learned now he's got so much opportunities and the computers are faster and you know some of the things I had to learn you know to make things work he doesn't have to worry about that because they just work better I, I don't know it I'm I'm learning the newer technology so I can relate to my son. With my daughter, she's not a tech. I mean, she uses technology probably as much as any non-technical person would use it, but she's got different desires. So I need to understand what those are so that I can relate. And I don't have to fake it. You don't have to fake it. I am genuinely interested and the best for my kids. And I know you are too. And I think that the way that we can offer something to our kids is to, to, to know a little bit about what they know about. And we don't have to talk necessarily about those things, but just being aware of those things helps us understand where they're coming from, you know? And kids are smart. They can sense a faker from way off. So don't try to fake it. Just be real. They know you're a different generation. It's okay. I'm comfortable in the fact that I'm the next generation before them. But I want to make sure that they know what they need to know so that they can deal with the next generation. Their kids. There will be a lot of podcasts. Oh, hey, by the way, before I forget... If you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, which I think is 104, it's the one about, well, I called it uh, Letters to the Next Generation, I think, Part 2. You need to check it out. It has to do with relationships, or I'm sorry, well, yeah, that, but um, um, communication. I think it's really important, and you need to check it out if, if, if you haven't yet. That's going to be very helpful as you deal with your teen. Please check it out. Please share it. Get it out there, man and woman. And anyway, I'm really excited. You know, last night I spent time with my son going over science stuff. Now, we're in the middle of a, you know, there's their winter break. But he's got to study for a test that he's got to take at home sometime between now and next Wednesday. Because next Wednesday, their co-op starts up again. And he's got to have a test done in the envelope done before class starts. And so we were studying last night. And he's, he's, I think he's got this one. I remember learning about cellular biology and all that fun stuff. And that's what he's doing. And then after that, we were taking a look at some of his new software he got with this robotics team he's on. And, uh, you know, he's figuring out how to install the new version and get the licensing right and all the stuff that, frankly, I don't like dealing with, but he's geeked about it because it 
lets him do what he needs to do, and I'm so excited about that. It's exciting to see your kids finding the niche. And if, they're, if they haven't found the niche yet, you can maybe help them. You, know, you might have life skills to help someone find their niche. Because some teens, they just don't know what their niche is. But it's, it's fun watching them. I think part of the fun is, earlier in the week, he was spending a lot of time during his break playing video games and that kind of stuff. Checking out his Twitter feed and all that. So if you don't know what a Twitter feed is, that's one thing you need to figure it out. Because you need to know what a Twitter feed is. Look it up. But, uh, you know, I was feeling like because the robotic team build season is fast approaching, and that's about a one-month period of time, maybe six weeks, where they have to build the robot, and that's all the time they got. It, it is crunch time. It's serious crunch time. And he's doing all the CAD computer-aided design work and so he's got to spin up on this software and I, and here he is playing games and I'm thinking Seth, you're really going to need to go through a lot of those tutorials to understand this stuff and I was kind of worried about bringing that up because I can hear him say, well, you know, it's vacation I want to take a break, you know, it's going to get crazy later and I'm thinking, dude if you don't get spun up on some of this stuff it's going to be overwhelmingly crazy later and you wished you would have had time to study this stuff so that you could use it without freaking out so the the cool thing was, last night he was showing me the software and he was, he had told me something about, you know, the thing I had the thing he had worked on in the previous version He's going to have to redo it in the new version and all this work. And I'm thinking, that doesn't seem right. I bet you you could import it into the new one. Oh, no, no. You know, the person that's teaching me told me that, um, you know, it's, it's not compatible or whatever. And I said, okay, trust me. I've, I've used 100 software packages like this in my career. I'm pretty sure you can load the previous version into the new one. And I didn't do it in an angry way. You know, I could have said, hey, you're stupid. You don't understand. No, 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 no. You do not work that way. You want your child to respect you. So as gently as I could put it, I said, Seth, let's just try it. Because I believe my experience has told me that that thing will load. You might not, once you can, once you, you know, edit it in the new version, you might not be able to load it in the older one. That makes sense to me, and that's probably the the incompatibility that his mentor was telling him about. But let's just try it. And of course, it worked, and he was excited about that. And he was really geeked because it now looks so much cooler on the newer version. And so just a little thing like that. I didn't have to sit down and, you know, talk Jesus with him or, or do anything like that. And I garnered just a little inch of res more respect from him because I delivered the message in a non-threatening, non-angrily uh, delivered way. You know, it's bedtime, of course, and and he wants to keep on, you know, learning about this thing. And I love that because here it was, I was worried that, you know, asking him to do one to two hours of these tutorials a day would take away from his game time, which of course game time is like doing six hours a day, so like big deal. But I, I've I see him engaging in this stuff. He likes it. It 
it's toward what he wants to do in the future. And I bet you anything, after a while, the two hours is going to burn through and he's going to want to keep on doing this thing. And that will be exactly what I'm hoping he'll do. That's just one example of encouraging your kids to seek after things that, you know, are important. Are video games important? Well, it depends. There's a whole market. There's a whole industry around video games. So I'm not going to say don't let your kids play video games. But I'm kind of, I'll tell you, I'm kind of a little bit happy that our internet connection at our home is bad enough that it screws up his online gaming, which causes him to have to do some other things. Because online gaming with, you know, gamers from around the world had taken a lot of chunk of time of his. And unless he's going to be a professional video game player or blogger or whatever designer that kind of thing the gaming is gonna it's gonna be an addiction that you're not gonna be able to break free from easily so anyway uh, a rant about video games so encourage your kids be there to just talk about what's important to them it might take a little bit to get you know to break the shell maybe but if you listen to yesterday's podcast it'll give you some hints as to how best to communicate. Communication is so important. So we all wrap it up this way. Communication, the relationships you develop, letting God's wisdom flow through you into your kids and others, That's that's those are the threads that bind us together. That's what it is. It's not our paycheck. It's not our vacations. It's relationships you develop. And sure, yeah, you can have relationships on your vacation, but you know what I'm saying. All right, so stay in that word and get these ideas on how best to communicate. Hang out in Proverbs. Check out the wisdom that's there. You let that into you, and it'll pour out of your mouth and into the lives of those around you. So you live in peace, and you pray for those who persecute you. And know that you have within you the power and the wisdom of the living God. There ain't nothing you can't do. There ain't nothing you can't do. And I will see you on the flood.